Welcome to day one of my Fight Week audio blog from Zagreb, Croatia, where I'll be reporting all week on UFC Fight Night Rothwell versus Dos Santos. I'm recording this right now from the hotel lobby at the Sheraton in Zagreb. It's the UFC's host hotel for the week. I'm just working on a few bits and pieces before all the Fight Week festivities kick off tomorrow. So, what's happened so far? Well, we flew across to Croatia, and what I've got to be honest was a pretty scary flight when you've just taken off and the, the engine suddenly dips to the point that it almost stopped. Um, I started hanging onto the seat a little bit more than I would usually. Uh, I'm not a nervous flyer, but for about 10 minutes after we took off from London Heathrow, I've got to admit I was pretty nervous, but um, all went well landed fine uh, the weather here is absolutely lovely it's probably the nicest weather uh, I've had for a, a, a European based UFC fight night uh, obviously when you go to Vegas it can get very hot here in Croatia the temperature is probably in the early to mid 20s and the sun shining it's absolutely gorgeous uh, but what has come with that and it comes a bit of a shock to the system is the return of my hay fever uh, you can probably hear a little bit I'm a little bit bunged up I'm probably going to start coughing and wheezing uh, because uh, I coughed and wheezed pretty much uh, all the way through last night and I'm still struggling a little bit this morning. Um, it's got to the point where I've even pinged a message to uh, a colleague of mine from uh, from the MMA media, Jim Edwards from The Mirror. Uh, he's flying in later this week, so I've, I've bunged him a message on Twitter to tell him to uh, see if he can get me some Benadryl capsules from the airport so that um, when he gets here, I can feel human again. Um, so apologies for the uh, the sniffles, but uh, but yeah, I'm struggling a little bit this morning, um, and uh, for once it's not self-inflicted. So, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll push on manfully. Um, other than the minor breathing difficulties, it's all gone pretty well so far. To be fair, um, looks like I might be the first media member here at the Fighter Hotel, but I'm going to be joined by my colleagues from the US, John Morgan and Kenny Cole Coffee Hathaway from MMA Junkie. A bit later today, I think they land. I'm recording this at half past eleven. On Wednesday, and uh, I think that's pretty much when they're due to land. So uh, no doubt I'll catch up with them a bit later. Uh, everything's very relaxed at the moment. Bumped into Junior Dos Santos this morning. Had a nice little chat with uh, John Gooden, who's going to be uh, going to be working the show, not as a commentator, but as a, as a reporter. So that's a, a, a new gig for him. Uh, it's one that he's had in the pipeline for a while, and uh, excited for him. He's one of the good guys of the sport, and. Uh, It'll be good to see him getting a bit more shine and a bit more uh, a bit more of a push from the UFC. He's, uh, as I say, he's one of the good guys of the sport and he's excellent at what he does. Uh, I don't know anybody who uh, is more committed to uh, to pushing the sport in a positive way than John. So, but hopefully we'll get a word with him at some point during the week. The plan is to record one of these every day as we go through fight week, just to take you behind the scenes and uh, explain what's happening during fight week that's where we are so far i'll come back a bit later in the day and uh, hopefully we'll have a few american guys with us Now Wednesday afternoon, about quarter to two, and uh, joining me in the hotel, I told you that they'd be arriving today. Uh, John Morgan from MMA Jack, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, man. I'm a little, a little sleepy just getting off the plane, obviously, but uh, getting settled in, and a beautiful day here in Zagreb, and ready to go check out the town a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm suffering, I've got to be honest. It's been weird. I, actually, since since we met, obviously, you, you checked in about an hour ago, Yeah. and uh, we sort of split up, so I, said, I went up to my room. 
and I've discovered two very intimidating things are on my floor. Number one, Ben Rothwell's on my floor. All right. Um, number two, I walk down to my room and all of the um, all of the chambermaids are doing all you know tidying up all sure. the rooms yeah. and all the rest of it. Outside my room, in full fatigues, are five Croatian special forces officers. What? And I'm thinking. Uh oh, what's going on here? I don't know whether they're in a room next door or what's going on. They're in like kind of like desert fatigues, desert uh, desert camo print, and uh, all very intimidating. So, yeah, if that's it's scary. But then I suppose if it's going to kick off on any floor, you don't want it to kick off on the floor that I'm on. That's because we've got some heavy artillery in more ways than one on our floor. So we've got Ben Rothwell and some sort of commando unit. <laughs> so. Maybe I'm in safe hands, I don't that's know. That's the closest you'll get to Krokop this week, I guess. That's it. Well, that's, I was going to ask you about this. Obviously, he's, he's retired and there was the drug test thing, but that's kind of been sort of brushed aside. Is there any sort of scope for them bringing him in for something? Because he's not tied to the UFC, but he's such a talisman for the country. It or is, would, it, is it just too too tricky with the whole drug test thing? You know, I would... Um I think it'd be a fantastic idea. I certainly haven't heard of any plans of him being here. Um, but the other thing about about Krokop is he's a little bit uh, prickly to deal with sometimes. He's not the most sociable guy. Um, so to just call him up and be like, hey, a favor, bro. Why don't you stop by and just, you know, shake some hands and kiss some babies. Uh, I don't know if that's really up his, up his deal. So I, I think it would work. I mean, I'll be honest, I was really kind of surprised when they announced this event uh, assumed that when uh, when Krokop retired slash was suspended that that meant this event was going to go by the wayside um, but they decided to do it anyway and, and, and I haven't been here very long but from what I'm hearing ticket sales are actually doing very very well uh, and it sounds like it's going to be a fun week so I'm anxious to kind of you know talk to some of the local media find out what the scene is like here uh, and uh, but it sounds like all things are good so you know long story short I don't think Krokop's going to be involved but you you know, if they could, if they could find a way to bring him here, I think it's okay. It's kind of unfortunate situation he went through, but I think it'd be okay. I'm fine right now. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we're in the hotel. You can probably hear me coughing and wheezing. <coughs> he says coughing on, on on order. I've got the I've got the hay fever. This camera's a big shock to me. I've come from from England where summer hasn't started no, yet. No, no. It's been chucking it down with rain. I mean, you you know, it was only a few weeks ago that you know we were in London for for UFC Fight Night. Um, but coming here, I thought I was prepared. I've, I've, I've painstakingly packed my bags. I know everything I need. Um, the one thing I didn't pack was hay fever remedy. I never thought I'd need it. Here I am. I'm wheezing away like an asthmatic at the moment. <laughs> um, but um, Jim Edwards from the Mirror, I've, he's, he's flying out tomorrow. So I said to him, bring some antifetamines and uh, antifetamines. No, that's amphetamines. That's not what we want. Antihistamines. <laughs> Yeah, bring, bring some amphetamines. Hey, bring some HGH if you could. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Some, maybe some crack cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you got. <laughs> Benadryl would do right now, to be honest. So I'm on, I'm on coffee, and I'm, uh, I'm hoping we can, we can get through. But um, you mentioned in Krokop. It just sort of threw me back. It was almost a year ago to the week that I did my first international assignment for the Sun. No, Krakow. Krakow. Wow. Uh, it's the first time we met. Yeah. And uh, I think the first interview that we did in media day we were side by side in that interview was Krokop yeah. and I remember I remember it vividly because uh, Vicky who's one of the uh, media managers here in Europe came into the room and said Mirko's going to be about five minutes he's not in a great mood he's in a bit of a mood <laughs> and we're like cosmic this is this this is going to be fun and he sat down and you were basically I'll deal with this and 
you just fired him a load of easy yes no questions and it basically came around to the fact that you hate doing this don't you and he's like yes yeah I, I think I, I think the one I threw out there was what's the stupidest question you've been asked all day and he was like that one you know and everybody kind of got a chuckle out of it but basically I was just jumping on the grenade you know it's like just <laughs> just, just let him let him get a giggle at you and and you know, how about the end of that, man? He was—he he wouldn't walk away. People were walking away. Yeah. He was like, "No, no, come back! I'm yeah. not finished." <laughs> he was challenging, was a fun people, interview. Was challenging a fun interview. people to do burpees. Yeah. And, oh no, it was—it was, it was funny. But yeah, no, a year ago, a year ago in Krakow, that was a, a new market for them. And to be honest with you, the crowd disappointed me that that year because I'm—I'm—I come from a soccer background, former soccer journalist, right. uh, football journalist. And the Polish football fans are crazy. Right. They are crazy. So I expected similar in the arena, and it really wasn't the case. Um, Croatian fans, their football fans, soccer fans are nuts. Right. Um, and I am expecting a pretty raucous atmosphere on Saturday night. Sorry, Sunday night. Yeah. I'll turn up on the right day, that will help. Um, and um, yeah, I, 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 I've got high hopes for this event. I would agree. I mean, you know, if you remember Krakow, uh, ticket sales weren't that great. Um, the card wasn't necessarily incredible. I think, you know, had they been able to have Joanna on there, that would have been amazing. They weren't able to do that. I mean, again, if we thought we'd have Krokop here, that probably would have made things just bonkers, you know. But uh, it sounds like things are going good. I, 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 you know, again, I've only been in town. This is my first time in Croatia. I've never been here before. Uh, we haven't set foot about the town. We're about to go do that. I'm looking forward to that to get a, kind of get a feel. Um, so so it's, it's hard for me to predict. But just knowing that it sounds like you know around twelve or thirteen thousand people have already bought tickets, that's without walk up. Um, I think it's I think it should be a, a pretty good environment. And I think it's a fun fight card. Now this is one of those fight cards, especially back home in the states, where I think people are looking at it and they're like, I don't recognize these names. You know what I mean? But there are some good fights on there, and uh, you know I think there's five heavyweight fights, which uh, you know four in a row at the top of the count. How crazy is that? You know, it's like it could be. You know, heavyweight fights can go one way or the other, but I think the way that they're lined up, I, th I think they're going to be some fun ones. There's there's going to be some guys going to sleep uh, pretty early in those fights, and, and and that just gets people riled up. And from what I understand, I mean, this 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 market loves heavyweight fights, and that's one of the reasons they really kind of stockpile the you know the heavyweights on here, and, and, and they've given them what they deserve. So um, yeah, I'm expecting a good environment. You know. It, I will agree with you. Pol Krakow, first of all, was an amazing city, man. Oh, I had yeah. such a great Beautiful. time. But you're right. I think it, I think the, the the atmosphere was a little bit disappointing. Usually, when you go to a new market for the first time, especially, it just crushes, you know, because you've got this. I mean, let's say it's ten thousand people, but you know, eight thousand of those are like hardcore fans that have been just like just dying for the UFC to come to their town for the first time Glasgow, ever. Glasgow last year. Absolutely, it wasn't a big arena, but that place was electric, you know. Uh, so usually when you go uh, for a first time, you know, things are pretty incredible. You know, Krakow wasn't fantastic, um, but, you know, there's some interesting things there where, you know, if you'll remember, uh, you know, we had local journalists there telling us that people don't say, I train UFC, they say, I train KSW, yeah. which is crazy, you know. So UFC isn't the dominating brand there because KSW has done such a good job. I don't think that's the case here. I think, you know, obviously with Krokop's involvement and, uh, you know, the UFC is, is, the, is the dominant brand here. So I think it's going to be a fun night. And uh, we're just waiting for your partner in crime, Cold Coffee. That's right. Uh, Kenny Hathaway to get himself down. In fact, I can see him over your shoulder. So this will be a good time to wrap this one up and maybe we'll talk about some fights a bit later on. Okay, it is now 
about quarter past four in the afternoon we are at a place by the name of Cappuccina which uh, as the name might suggest uh, specialises in a bit of Italian food we've, <laughs> we've, uh, we've had three enormous pizzas I'm joined by uh, the cream of MMA junkie Mr John Morgan and Mr Kenny Hathaway known to the world as cold coffee um, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, is am, I, right? am I still part of the cream, or am I, am I more that like leftover frothy bit on the side of the cup? <laughs> He's the cream. I'm, I'm like that. Oh, no, I, 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 you're the leftover foam. Yeah, <laughs> you're on the level, man. You're on the level. It's all good. But um, yeah, no, we sat outside. We were inside. We had a nice meal with a, a comedy genius of a uh, of a server. <laughs> yeah, who, <laughs> he had jokes. He, he, had, jokes. He, had, he had a lot of jokes. He had a lot of jokes. And uh, just to give you an idea of the exchange rate over here, it's about ten to one uh, Croatian kuna to the pound. We've had three pizzas the size of dustbin lids. Yes. And Didn't even come close to finishing. No. Like I th- ha- I th- half a piece? Yeah. Yeah. And the bill came to less than 30 English pounds. So um, if you fancy, if you like your Italian food and you like cold lager and you like nice architecture. And beautiful weather and a gorgeous cathedral behind us. I mean, this is probably like the most expensive. I mean, we're literally like right across from one of the like biggest tourist attractions here. So it's probably like the most expensive place you can get. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but this is nice. I could get used to this. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I'm very impressed. You two guys have had a, is it 19 hour trip, Kenny? Yeah, it's about 19 hours straight. A little bit of break. I mean, we had a couple little stopovers with a couple hours here or there. But yeah, for the most part, it's been a pretty straightforward trip, which, uh, just seems long because you know 19 hours I mean we could be in Australia or we could be wherever <laughs> but we are pretty far off from where we are in uh, way out in the desert of Las Vegas uh, but yeah it's been it's been an interesting trip that's, that's for sure it's going to be a fun one I think a lot of the card me and John were talking about this earlier it's geared towards this Eastern European market so we've got a lot of guys who are who are relevant to the region um, but the fight card's kind of flying under the radar a little bit, but we've got we've got some fun fights on this card, John. Yeah, we do, and that's that's the thing is a lot of times it's kind of a, a cliche at this point, but it is true. Like sometimes the ones where you're not really, you know, putting a lot of expectations on, those are the ones that end up being the most fun, you know, because it is it is weird. I mean, you know, like when Conor McGregor fights or something like that, like it, it, it's expected to be this epic event. It's expected to be something like otherworldly, you know. And at the end of the day. It's, it's still just a fist fight, you know what I mean? There's only so many things that can happen, and you're expecting like something to happen beyond expectations, you know, beyond possibilities, and that doesn't exist on cards like this. I mean, trust me, as a guy that's covered uh, one or two, one or two UFC cards, um, you know, it's 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 these that kind of sneak up on you sometimes. But it's funny, like when you start to look at the card itself a little bit, you know, the fights that you're most looking forward to. It's not one that's going to speak to the casual fan. There's no doubt about it. But to the hardcores, there's some there's some really fun fights on here. It, it's funny since we've been in town, everybody's talking about Rob Whiteford, and uh, and he's in a great fight. Him and, and, and Lucas Martins is is a really really good fight. Of course, that's the that's the featured uh, fight pass uh, card. Our, our man Eric Winters is uh, putting in work there, making sure he gets himself a good fight. But that is one that I'm looking forward to. Lucas Martins, Rob Whiteford should be a hell of a fight. And just to digress very, very slightly, on the topic of fight pass, they've just announced uh, Aljamain Sterling versus Brian Carraway's yeah, yeah, fight yeah. pass. Pretty. That's an incredible pick. It's a great fight. You think that would be a co-main probably for that event. you got um, Cody Garbrandt is obviously headlining that. Yep. Um, you would have thought that would have slotted in as the co-main. Um, 
that's quite something. I mean, again, you know, the growth of Fight Pass is going to be one of the stories of this year. Absolutely. It just goes to show you what they're trying to do. I mean, uh, I, I've been trying to tell people for a while, like, it is literally one of the biggest company initiatives that they have. I mean, and, and it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, here's this thing that they can deliver around the world. You know what I mean? They can deliver it directly. They don't have to go through another distribution platform. So it's a, it's a big, big initiative for them. And uh, they're doing the right thing by, by, you know, not just, you know, Fight Cards used to be, you know, the most... Uh, anticipated fight all the way down to the least anticipated yeah. fight, you know, and that's like kind of a growing the, thing. Exactly, you know, and now it's like, no, you know, let's 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 pick one here, let's have one here. And it kind of started. I mean, Fox Sports in the United States, they were big about that. They, you know, the, the featured prelims um, was was a real thing. You know, they were like, and it's fair. Fox was like, hey, if we're gonna air prelims before your pay per view. Give us something meaty, something that we can market, something that we they can. They used say. Faber for that for a while, didn't exactly, they? Yeah. you know, and and um, and it's actually not a bad spot to be in. You know, Faber actually used to say, "I like being there." He's like, yeah. "I might actually get seen by more eyeballs than the pay per view." You know, so um, I think that's what this kind of fight pass featured prelim is becoming as well. And Kenny, obviously, you've been you've been the guy behind the camera. Obviously, you were working at the UFC before, and now you're a junkie. We've got media day coming up, and who are you particularly looking forward to? What and what do you look for in terms of you know, a good interview. Obviously, you know, you interview hundreds and hundreds of fighters mm. in a very similar setting, uh, week to week. So, what is it that you look for that sort of stands out? Who are you looking forward to this week? Well, usually for me, what I like to see is, is it's the characters that come out, the, the ones that are able to to shuck off the fact that it's fight week and they're all nervous, and you get to see a bit of personality out of them. Because you know, one, we all we do this all so so many times that it it can be, unfortunately gets. A little bit repetitive, even for us. But you know, it's the fight week's always kind of saved when you find those guys that crack a joke or come with some sort of personality. So for me, you know, two of the guys you know we've talked about already a lot is is Rothwell and Derek Lewis because they're two huge guys with two huge heavyweight personalities that are going to be. You know, I'm I'm just looking forward to. Ben doing some sort of impersonation of something with that evil laugh, and I'm <laughs> and I'm looking forward to what jokes Derek Lewis is going to bring out on us for the first time, and and then on the on the on the other side of that, you know, it's neat to see the up and coming guys that um, usually from a locale that we don't get to go to that often. You're getting to see fighters sometimes for the first time that you know you have no idea who they are, so you actually can kind of see where they are, and uh, so it's kind of neat like that just to see that sort of thing, but. For me, you know, I, I love going there and just seeing the personality because, you know, media days really can be just a whole bunch of boring. But when you see guys that really just embrace it and have fun with it, then it makes it fun for everybody. Then it's not so much work that we're doing. We're all, it's like a big hangout session, you know. And uh, Ben Rothwell, is, he's, a, he's a master at making it like that. You know, he's he's got a knack for turning a, a media gathering all of a sudden into something wacky where... You know, you're one second you're talking MMA, the next second you're talking Star Wars, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that that's pretty unique. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's had a big year the last the last twelve months. I remember being over in Dublin. You know, he was in a position where he was all set to fight Stipe, and that fight fell through. And then while he was the while he was there, um, Stipe got the Arlovsky fight, and Ben was the odd man out. And it could have gone one or two ways for him. He could have had a bit of a sulk about it, and 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 really not wanted to get involved, but he went the other way, he really went for it, launched himself into fight week, and as a result, he's won himself a legion of fans, not just from Dublin, Absolutely. but from the yeah. UK, and, and further afield, even back in America, people saw his attitude and the way he's reacted to it, 
and uh, you know I did a story about it um, that went up this morning I think he's the people's champion in the UFC right yeah. now you know he's the guy isn't he it's funny because it kind of reminds me of Chael Sonnen and and not exactly they took the same strategy but just in the fact that you know Chael was a guy that was around the sport forever and then all of a sudden it's like he kind of I don't want to say took on a persona you know what I mean but, but basically started to really engage with fans and engage with media and, and handle himself that way and launched himself into superstardom and I kind of feel the same about Ben Rothwell like he's a guy that has been around forever I mean he's, he's just, I mean look at look at his record how long he's been fighting how many wins he has I and mean, he's been around but he was never like a real fan favorite but recently like he's really started to engage the public engage the media uh, engage people and really make like you said taking over I mean uh, I remember he came out to Vegas I can't remember what event it was for but he, you know, he was in Vegas and he literally went to everything he went to every you know media event every fan event was that what it was 189 he was high-fiving all the Irish fans at the open workouts how crazy was that yeah. showed up to everything and truly made himself a fan favorite I mean one more fans than you'll ever win by doing something inside the cage you know what I mean really kind of getting out there and engaging and meeting those fans and, and being something special to them and I feel like so I, I feel like he's kind of followed that same pattern and, and right now I think you're right he's like the people's champ it's hilarious he's, he's done great for himself and talking about someone who uh, engages with people someone who's engaged with you directly is Derek Lewis <laughs> um, now the three of us around the table know the story but for those who are listening explain the story about the uh, about the t-shirt and, and you've had to pack extra luggage for this trip I have had to pack extra explain luggage explain this story because I think this is cracking so it all starts the fact that for anybody that doesn't know I always wear a blue shirt uh, cage side and that started just because uh, the first time I ever wore one my wife sent me a picture of my son touching the television you know where I, where, where I was that blue shirt and so that became my thing like when I leave town I have a four year old son or he turns four in May and, and I'll say, you know, um, you know, you could find me on TV. You know, I'll, I'll be wearing my blue shirt. And he's like, yeah, you're going to wear blue stuff. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Derek Lewis, actually, we were in uh, Houston. And he was, he, we were at a, a little media scrum or whatever, just, you know, talking or whatever. And just, he brought it out of the blue. He's like, out of the blue. We brought it out out of out of, out of nowhere. He just kind of said, uh, "Hey man, that, that blue shirt's bringing me bad luck. Like you need to you need to get like a red shirt or something." Now, and, and we had an interview after that. It was really funny and, and joking. I'm like, "This guy's really funny." And, and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go buy a red shirt just to see what happens. You know, to, to just to have a good time and and to show him that respect because he, he showed us a lot of respect. And uh, I, I put the red shirt uh, underneath my blue shirt. Still wore my blue shirt for my son. And then for his fight, I uh, took the blue shirt off and had the red shirt underneath. And uh, he won the fight, and he's 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 won some sense with the with the red shirt, and uh, it's become kind of a thing now. He expects me to wear the red shirt, and uh, it's it's kind of a funny little uh, situation on the side. But uh, I, I brought the extra red shirt, and I'll, and I'll have that on cage side on, on Sunday night. That's fantastic. So you're going to be layered up on the on. on I will be pressure. layered up. I will be layered up. It's funny. It's, he's he's such a good dude. Cold coffee and I went out and, and met him in Houston. We were down there actually for the Bellator show for the uh, the atrocity that was the. Uh, Hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock, Dada 5000, Kimbo Slice, but we actually went and met Derek while we were there and had lunch with him and uh, Mike Seafood. Mike Seafood. And uh, that guy is just, he's a trip, man. It's so funny because, you know, here's this dude that, I mean, literally, I hate to compare somebody to Mark Hunt because Mark Hunt's a legend of the sport, but when you talk about a guy that, like, literally one punch can end anybody's night, like, Mark Hunt definitely has that as he's proven over and over again. Derek Lewis, to me, also has that kind of power. Like, one of the few guys that you're like, I mean, yeah, in the heavyweight division, a lot of people have power, but you're just like, 
that dude is scary, you know. And uh, but it's so funny because he, he's scary. I mean, the Black Beast. He's scary, but he's so scared of doing media. He's so like shy and timid, and he and he and he, he gets. He gets scared, like you can see him, like in these little scrums, like kind of almost sweating, you know, and, and just fearful of, of, of these little media opportunities. So for him to reach out like that and show some personality, uh, I, I figured I had to, I had to reward it and, and, and go get the red shirt, like he asked. I'm looking forward to talking to him. I met him very, very briefly at 196, walking to the octagon um, to sort of take my seat at cage side. Um, he was sat in the front row. Yeah. And uh, I shook him by the hand. That man has hands like dinner plates. Yeah. They are huge. How does he get gloves to fit? He must have like custom made gloves or something. And he's just got this insane sense of humor. The reason, I think, the reason we really started liking him for the first time was we were in New Orleans. And it was right when the, the, the USADA plan had been put in place and all that, you know. And we, we were just asking everybody to get their thoughts on, you know, the new drug testing plan and whatever. And... Derek just deadpan. I mean, he's got this kind of low, monotone voice or whatever, and he's just like, you know, it really doesn't mean nothing to me. I've been using the HGH forever, and I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. And we were just like, what? And then he's like, ah, bullshit, and I'm bullshit. And just, that's hilarious. You know, he's, he's got this insane personality, but it's 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 very reserved, you know? So it's, uh, it's I'm, I'm really, when, when he was added to this card, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's spiced it up for me a little bit. And I can't let this one go before... I talked to you both about the podcast that you do, the MMA Roadshow, um, and uh, we sort of toasted your your first year earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's become a bit of a, a bit of a cult hit. It's the thing the thing that it, it, it delivers is it's proper behind the scenes stuff. It's not just voiceover interview, voiceover interview, which is kind of what I'm doing with this podcast. <laughs> but we'll pass over that. Um, but but, but in, in, all, all kidding aside, I mean, what you've done is is you've almost brought people in with you and you know you're in a position where you're traveling the world you've got an incredible incredible gig and obviously there are downsides to it you spend a lot of time away from your friends and family and and that's something that doesn't always get spoken about that much but it's it's a real thing and it's it is an important part of anyone's life but the actual experience of being away as someone i've kind of got my toe dipped in the water a bit it's fantastic and i you know i love it Talk to us about your, you know, the year that you've had, and any any uh, favourite moments, Kenny. What about you? I mean, f- first one, I'll, I'll give you mine just to kick up New Orleans, <laughs> um, largely because I, th- I think that might have been the first one that you oh. seriously hit the alcohol when recording. Oh, and, was... and I think a full on a full on fight broke out on the street in front of you. <laughs> um, and 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 it just just Swing just the, the thing around the whole thing. It, and it, I think it, at that point, at that point, it was like. Okay, this is not your normal anime podcast. <laughs> this is not your normal shit. You know, that was actually... I still have yet to this date to gone back and listen to that show yet. <laughs> you should. I mean, because, should. I mean, I remember living it, and I remember the next day how my head felt and just how how stuff played out later on. And I'm glad we didn't keep recording, because by the end of the night, you know, you would have had the tape section of, like, an almost fight in the streets and... All the other stuff, and uh, you know, but what, what's we taped a segment from a strip club balcony, right? <laughs> With beads getting pelted. Oh, man. You know, and, and it was funny because you know how we even set it out that even that day, you know, you have a sort of a plan in your head of. All right, let's just 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 go with it on the fly, and that's kind of been the big thing about it, you know. At least when it started, was just kind of taking it on the fly and just trying to be as natural and as sort of, I guess, open to the process, you know, so when we go and record, and you're pretty much, 
you're hearing it just like how it's happening. You know, we're cracking beers, sitting there. We don't try to censor it for the most part, and it is what it is. So when we did something like the New Orleans, it was literally here is here's the, it happening as we're taping it. So stuff happened the while fight, you the fight breaking out, you know, in the street below and all the other good stuff. But you know, it's it's been a it's been a big learning process of you know even just kind of interacting with people and it's been fun taking feedback but you know even from creating the website running the website figuring out how to create the podcast how to get the podcast on the itunes all the little other things that you don't really think about because everybody's like i want to start a podcast okay all right all i need to do is just record it right then it's like all right well how do i market it how do i get it out there how do i put it out so people can do it and starting to learn all those different other little things you know i've always been sort of a techno computer nerd and you know in my spare time so you know part of that stuff oddly enough excites me to kind of figure out that sort of thing yeah. just because it's i think it stems from when i used to do like computer support or whatever and you always kind of just focus on what the problem is and you fix it so it's like all right well, we want to make a podcast well how do we need to do that what do we need to do and granted we're not experts in it by any means i mean we learn something new about it each day or you'll hear us say like oh we're on so and so now or we're, we're on here now you know we're taking feedback from the people and you know the listeners and where we want to put the podcast out how we do it and we even kind of changed the format a little bit but i think we've kind of been nailing it in and but it's been it's been a fun wonderful learning process and it's been great because it's you know i'm hanging out with one of my best buds you know we're going traveling and we're talking about the fight weeks in all these wonderful countries and like you said um, we are lucky and blessed to be able to travel but a lot of times it is it's tough to be away but you know what, what's wonderful about like this trip I've never been here John's never been here the UFC's never been yeah. here so we're literally on a new frontier for the UFC so for us too it's just uber exciting because and all that stuff hopefully will play out in the podcast yeah. as well because you're in some place that's so new and so different and you kind of want to take it upon yourself to share that you know it's one thing to just talk fights and whatever and what I love about what we try to at least do is to impart a little bit of what the atmosphere is like put color around it yeah so give it a little you know a little something something you know I mean there's a lot of good podcasts out there and there's a lot of guys a hell of a lot more qualified than myself and you know John's you know leader in the sport so luckily we have some legitimacy to the, the podcast or whatnot. but I mean what helps us and I think what makes us a little bit different is the fact that we're open to the fact that we do mess up we do fuck up so what's great is that we'll just throw it out there and say here it is it's like you're hanging out with us we have our beers and we get criticized for it and we still do it and we try to moderate it and try to do whatever <laughs> but you know it's funny you know it's, it, it's a podcast about guys going out and drinking but now we have people that literally love the show but are worried about our drinking you know and, and it's kind of part of the thing you know so you know you can't always please everybody but you know one thing is that we've uh, I know I personally have loved the experience and you know it doesn't feel like a year's went by um, it's crazy it's just crazy that you know it's just a matter of like you know what's became sort of routine oh it's Thursday I, I gotta get with John in some fashion or form whether he's in the country or not or whether whatever and we just make it happen that's been one of the things that too has been a little bit different you know say if I'm not on location John's gonna be there with say like you guys over in Scotland or wherever and has to send stuff back you know there's different logistics and different problems and stuff that just kind of pops itself up to do a weekly show but 
in our particular format, you know, it kind of works because we're not doing, you know, a live taping, so we're able to kind of do it and, you know, fix little things after the fact and, and whatnot, but it's it's been amazing. I mean, I don't see any reason for it to, to stop anytime soon, you know, and if anything else, hopefully it'll, it'll uh, keep growing and we'll keep learning things about it and keep getting better at it. And, uh, you know, hopefully this thing will keep growing. Absolutely. I mean, the one thing I would say is, obviously you said, you know, you'll improve as you go along. Don't get too polished. Yeah. <laughs> the fact the fact that it, it's kind of raw is one of the things that makes it what it is. You know, the fact that it's of the moment. Here we are, we're in a bar, we're doing this. Yeah. Boom, this is happening in the street in front of us. Or we're sitting here, fighters are walking in and they start heckling you while you're talking. Yeah. That's what it's about. And that what it does is... It's much better than having one person in a studio recording links, or in a in a, in a quiet room recording links, and then an interview. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. much, I mean, what are your favourites, John? I mean, you must you must have a few. Yeah, <laughs> we've had some moments. So, to me, honestly, I think the the, the most fun times are like you said, uh, when we're just kind of doing something or in some place or whatever, and people interact. I mean, it's crazy to me that we have like. I mean, we've had. Scotland was one of them where we have like fans show up and like that was I mean bizarre we just had crazy. we just had people come hang out in our Airbnb apartment with us uh, and stuff like that is awesome we've had we've had you know guys come Australia. up and yeah, grab some beers and and you know hang out in a bar with us or hang out in a hotel room with us or whatever while we record and and kind of give us a live audience and participate and that sort of thing and that's fun so uh, yeah it's it's crazy it's been a year it's fun because. Um, of course, MMA Junkie Radio is, a, is, a, is an awesome show, but I just don't get a chance to do it much, you know what I mean? And so, like, to me, it's an outlet to really get to sit down and talk MMA and, and share kind of my thoughts, which I, which I don't always get to do. And uh, so it's just a fun outlet for me to, to talk MMA and, 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 you know, we can hear how much Cole Coffey hates the way Conor McGregor is running the UFC <laughs> and, and stuff like that, you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's a blast. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the funnest moments to me are the times when we get to interact with people, because to me, that's what it's all about. Like, Dude, you have no idea. Like, it's so crazy when somebody will be like, you know, we're in another country somewhere, and someone's like, "Hey, man, John Morgan, love to meet you, love your work, love the podcast." Like, that means so much to me, man. To know that people are like listening, and and uh, I said it the other day, it's uh, it, it kind of feels like we're all in this club. You know what I mean? It's like somebody, somebody, come on, it, it's cool that somebody's complimenting your work, but that's not the part to me that's cool about it. The the, the cool part about it is that somebody's basically saying like I like the same shit you do dude like I like you know what I mean like I, I love this sport the same way you love this sport and like it means a lot to me like to me that's cool so to me those are the coolest moments yeah it's a bit like that I mean the sport's still growing and obviously if you're a, if you're a football fan football or soccer it's such a huge sport around the world and it's just a case of naming your team and then but but with this it's like everyone's in the same team everyone's growing with the sport and uh, it's exciting to see where it's going uh, we are. It's Wednesday, and uh, we've got media day tomorrow. Uh, then we've got a. Well, it isn't a day off. We'll try and get some extra interviews on Friday. We've got the Wayans on Saturday. So you've got Saturday. one interview on Friday. At Don't the moment. At got the interviews. moment. We've got like eight. You've got one. We're gonna, we're gonna make him do a couple of hours. I'm, I'm, we're not gonna put you down for a couple of hours. I'm pacing right myself. I'm pacing. <laughs> I'm pacing myself. It's, it's, it's not quantity. It's quality, right? Exactly. Thank you, Kenny. Um, but no, I've got I've got a couple. For us, it's quantity. We just say if you throw it up against the wall, like something's gonna something. stick. That's an interesting thing. difference. I mean, you're MMA junkie. It is. It is. Right. A big Emphasis on the word junkie. You have to blanket cover what you're doing. Absolutely. I work for an English national newspaper. Um, people are gonna be less 
interested in what Alejandro Perez is getting up to. Okay? Right. Uh, the fact that he's fighting a British guy makes it all. What if he's a huge relevance. fan of tea? Of tea and biscuits. And well, biscuits. who is it? And, and Actually, I'm not. I don't drink tea. I'm, I'm, what if I'm he loves his crisps? <laughs> Are you referring to my dinner last night? Is that what you I, had for dinner? I, I, I didn't eat a proper meal last night. I went to the. I, went, I found a corner shop that basically sold crisps, biscuits, and cans of lager, and that was my dinner. So, uh, so yeah, having, having, having like well rounded sounds like a Tuesday. I, 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 I don't think I hit all my, uh, my my daily recommended allowance, but but um, I'm hanging in there. Um, that's probably going to be enough for today. Um, I'll get back to you tomorrow uh, as we get ready for UFC Fight Night in Zagreb. Ben Rothwell versus Junior Dos Santos.